Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With Molly and Haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We've got Marshall Harris from CBS this morning. And uh, David is taking a rare day off, and we are delighted to welcome in the man himself, Brad Biggs, football man for the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the program and a valued friend. He, uh, he now is joining us on the Circa Illinois Sports, Circa Sports Illinois Hotline. Brad Biggs is with us. Download the Circa Sports app today. Biggs A! Morning, boys. What's going on? All right. So we're sitting here, and you know, you can't help but look at the quarterbacks that are in the Super Bowl, and you can't help but think about how they got there, and you can't help but look at it through the lens of the Bears. And we're always looking to see is it better to have the who, regardless of who wins the game, these are two different ways of going about it, right? The when the when the Bears famously got Justin Fields, Trey Lance was selected. By the Niners, he's no longer there. Instead, it's Mr. Irrelevant, the guy who was the 262nd pick in a draft, and he's the starter. And then opposite that is, of course, Mahomes, the greatest woulda, coulda, shoulda, and Bears history where they took Mitch Trubisky at second, and then he rolls out at 10, and here he is again in the Super Bowl, and here the Bears are again trying to figure out what to do at the quarterback position, does the lesson of this Super Bowl tell you to draft the best player, or does it tell you to build the best team? you got to have a quarterback to be in the hunt for the Super Bowl year in and year out. That That's the bottom line. And that's why the Bears have uh, – well, that, that's one of the primary reasons why the Bears have not been able to chase Super Bowl – uh, with any type of regularity, right? They had a uh, terrific season back in 2018. That was the dynamite regular season. Uh, they got blown out of the playoffs right away. History, and when I say history, I'm talking the last 15, 20 years. Look at the teams in the in the championship game. Look at the teams in the final four 
year in and year out, and they've, and they've got a they've got a common denominator, and and that's quarterback. So uh, Brock Purdy, an amazing discovery by the Forty ers uh, who weren't um, done in by the blunder of trading up a lot of assets to go from twelve to three to draft Trey Lance. That's the kind of maneuver that would uh, set back a lot of organizations multiple seasons. Uh, They had a fantastic roster in place. They've got a terrific coaching staff. And they hit on Purdy with the Mr. Irrelevant picks, so really didn't uh, skip a beat. When you talk about Mr. Irrelevant and and Brock Purdy, Brad, I'm just curious, do do we give this enough – attention just how fascinating and phenomenal this is that they've been able to do what they've been able to do in two years with him because not not just this year because obviously everyone's focused on the Super Bowl but remember they didn't have a quarterback in the NFC championship game last year we could have very well been having the same type of discussion last year when he was a rookie yeah and he had major uh arm surgery right right that was a big part of his offseason and a, a difficult position to be in, but yeah, I, I think I think Purdy's getting all the attention uh, that he deserves, and and the people who've helped develop him have, have gotten uh, plenty of attention. You know, he threw for nearly forty three hundred yards this past season, nine point six yards an attempt. You know, you look at him and you're like, oh, he's just kind of dink and dunk here. No, like they've got they've got real vertical. Uh, passing element to their game, which it, it helps when you've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield as a threat to opposing defenses, but just just a real um, complete team and uh, not a surprise to see them in the Super Bowl at all. The Bears next season, guys, they have a road game at San Francisco. It's been a while uh, since they've been out to uh, Santa Clara, uh, been a while since they've faced the Niners, but they will do that uh, next season in Santa Clara. Yeah, and uh, let's hope for a flood. Let's hope for a lot of rain, <laughs> right? Because that's the that's, that's how, how they, they do well him. against the yeah, the Forty Niners. Exactly. Um, when you when you look at this game in particular, Brad, uh, are there any takeaways? Is there anything else in this thing that you see that the Bears can learn from? Is there? Um, I mean, you know. They already learned the one lesson, get anybody you can out of Carolina because uh, God knows they traded Christian McCaffrey, so Bears got D.J. Moore. A lot of, a lot of gifts being given out by those uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I don't know that they're going to part ways with Brian Burns anytime soon in Carolina. Yeah, I don't know that there's any sweeping takeaways you, you can really make here. Both these teams uh, have played at times well defensively. San Francisco seems to have had a few hiccups lately, but Kansas City kind of reinvented itself, right? You look at, you go back to the decision that the Chiefs made when they traded Tyreek Hill to Miami, and you're like Tyreek Hill is clearly a top what five wide receiver in the National Football League. Why in the world would you get rid of him? Well, they were having some issues on defense. They knew what the cost was going to be to keep Tyreek Hill happy. 
they thought that they could better allocate those resources for their team, maybe on the defensive side of the ball. And then they leaned on their elite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, to elevate the play of the guys he had around him, make them a little bit better, and figure that he'll be okay with what they can get him at that position, that he doesn't need a Tyreek Hill to to be this elite uh, performer at the top of the game. And go back and look at who they had playing wide receiver in the Super Bowl a year ago. I I think his top two wideouts were uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and and Marquez Valdez-Scanley. Like, and they, it's not like they've done a whole lot to that unit this year. They drafted Rasheed Rice, and he put together a, a pretty impressive rookie season, nearly 80 catches. I think he was just short of 1,000 yards, and he had seven touchdowns for them. But that, that's a lesson you can take there. When you have the elite quarterback, maybe you don't have to pay a top five receiver in the game and you can reallocate to other areas of need, which in the Chiefs case was on defense. And Steve Spagnuolo, the coordinator in Kansas City, has done a fantastic job uh, on under uh, under Andy Reid. He's, uh, he's basically the head coach of the defense, right? I have a question about this uh, letter that Kevin Warren sent out about Obviously, the price is just all, they're always going to go up. They're like HOA fees. They're, they're never going to go down. Uh, uh, an average of an 8% increase with tickets uh, for next season. And what's also interesting to me is that he announced that their stadium, wherever it's going to be, it's going to be a fixed roof stadium, not retractable or, or open air. The open air, I, I never yeah, considered they, that. Yeah. But but uh, They've been consistent with that all along, that, um, that it's going to be a fixed roof. Yeah, so the, the the ticket prices thing, is it at all surprising or is this about what you expected in terms of how much the prices are going up? I you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't sit here in uh January and February and, and uh wonder uh how much they're going to uh raise the prices this year. They they haven't done it every year, but right. It is it, it like, I mean, shoot! I get ticket stubs from baseball games of, <laughs> of going to various stadiums, and if you looked at them, you know, if you pulled them out of the box and started looking at them, you well, geez, I can't believe I could sit at Wrigley Field for twelve bucks there. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, right. the uh, it they're, they're going to go up. The the frustration for fans is that they're they're not winning. Yeah. They haven't won. Well, that, that, that's what I was asking. I guess in relation the to so, the winning yeah. or lack thereof. Well, that, that yeah. we, well, you know, right. we said it at the end of year news conference that nobody sells losing like the Bears. They do a great job. Right. And they, they're continuing to do it with the ticket prices being raised. Well, and they, you know, they can point to how the, the team played uh, over the second half of the season and the addition of Montez Sweat and, and some, you know, up-and-coming young players. If they uh, 
you know, if they can go out there and have a winning season and make the playoffs and back it up with another playoff season, uh, people will pay attention to the ticket prices, but I don't think they'll really, they'll really care unless the Bears do something like they did in Detroit, which was a massive uh, ticket increase. But the Lions probably had uh, even more years there where they perhaps weren't touching the, the figure for their season ticket holders. When, uh, when we look at this um, game and you just think about the football reasons for – one team or another to win, how do you rate the coaching staffs? And um, obviously Andy Reid, we know the success he's had there. We know that uh, Spags is, as you say, running his own show on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, We haven't talked enough about Dave Tobe and the incredible job he does on special teams, which seems to give uh, an advantage there. Everybody knows what's going on with – with Kyle Shanahan and how much he needs this victory for his legacy, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about the two coaching staffs and uh, what's the takeaway from the uh, the guys they have running this game? Yeah, it would, well, it would be hard to, like, if you're just looking at the coaching staffs, hard, really difficult to pick against Andy Reid. Just if you're saying, well, which coaching staff do you like here because of the monumental success that he's had in Kansas city. And it, and it's not like uh, he struggled in Philadelphia. Maybe, maybe he was sort of uh, in a position where Kyle currently finds himself needing a win for, you know, you talk about legacy or something like that. Perhaps that was Andy when he was with the Eagles. Uh, he's been doing it a, a lot longer than, and Kyle, like he's been doing it, uh, he's probably not too much uh, younger than Kyle's father, Mike Shanahan. So in some of the uh, assistants that Reed has around him with the Chiefs, I mean, these are guys that have been with him for an awful long time. Uh, so you know that they've got continuity. Um, in in terms of uh, Kyle Shanahan, you know, I'm fascinated with um, – how he does things offensively and you you talk about the coaching tree that's sort of intertwined but with him and and Sean McVay and and it's popular and it's spreading around the league so you kind of want to watch that and study it a little bit uh Steve Wilkes running the defense uh for the 49ers and again you know for some reason that pass rush hasn't been as good as it as should good be as you yeah. Yeah, as, as good as it's as good as it's being paid to be, uh, they they got uh, they've got a lot of ponies on that defensive line, and they haven't been running real well lately. Uh, so that that would be a bit of a concern uh, for me because you you got to find a way to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, speaking of Mahomes, I mean we, we've been talking about him a little bit this morning because it, he's just been phenomenal. Uh, you know. 14 and 3 in the playoffs. And yet the the Niners are favored in this game. I it, is it is it Brad is that crazy to you or do, do you see you can see why the Niners are favored in this game? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one and it it's close. I mean it's still a 2, right? It hasn't right. moved. I don't no, think it's, it's moved off a 2. I I you 
look at Kansas City, and there were you've got some uneven games that weren't too far long ago, right? They 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 went out to Vegas and they lost to the Raiders on Christmas, guys. Like, oh yeah, how awful. do you uh, how do you do that? They uh, they didn't play particularly well in some of the games that they had won. Like, you go back and you look at the regular season for the Chiefs, and they they rarely got to 30 points. You know, you think about Mahomes and the offense and this and that, and sure, they hung 41 on the Bears in week three, but after that, they eclipsed 30 just twice. Uh, against the Chargers, and then in their initial meeting against the Raiders. So you, you watched them, and you're like, well, the record's pretty good. This isn't the Chiefs team I'm used to seeing. And so I, I think that has carried over, in the, although they've played well. You've looked at them in the postseason, and you've said, hey, that, this is pretty good. But I think that sort of season-long, something's off with this offense a little bit has carried over, and that's why you see the Niners um, laying two right now. Brad, I loved your story this morning. You talk about the uh, the Hall of Fame Bears, the guys that will be in the Hall of Fame tonight um, and will be announced tonight, and you talk about how they came to the franchise. I, I always wonder when I read stories like that, did you – did you know that beforehand? Did you know all that information? Did you learn anything as you were writing that story? Excellent story today. Um, I yeah, kind of kind of knew the bits and pieces, and some of this stuff was a while ago, so you've got to you got to brush up on it a little bit. You know the the story that was told really from day one involving Devin Hester was that uh, Jeff Fisher. And the Tennessee Titans had called Devin up when they were on the clock. Hey, uh, yeah, we're fixing to draft you. And Devin gets super excited. And then somehow with, you know, a minute and change left on the clock, the Titans had a change of mind. They disconnected the phone call with Devin and they turned in the name of Lindale White the running back from USC who scored a bunch of touchdowns in like three or four years, but was out of the league uh, pretty quickly. So, you know, Devin had had his heart broken uh, in, in round two. And it was about, what was it? 10, 11 picks later, uh, the bears took him and the bears, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out who you're going to select. Your pick is nearing. You've got names on the board. So you're sort of discussing them, and the and the other name with Devin was uh, Ashton Yabodi, a cornerback out of Ohio State. Right. And so it's sort of an exercise where Jerry Angelo, with uh, you know two picks to go until the Bears are up. Okay, you know make a case for Yabodi. Okay, I want to hear a case for Hester, and uh, he heard the cases for each of the players. Okay, we're going with Hester. And uh, that, that's how they wound up getting Devin Hester. And then, obviously, the middle of the night stuff with uh, with peppers. Peppers. That's awesome. 
Yeah, well, well, the the crazy thing is it hasn't been too long ago that the NFL would start the new league year (laughs) at midnight Eastern or 11 p.m. here. And they also, they didn't have the, uh, you know, people call it legal tampering period. Like tampering's not legal. That's the wrong term. It's a negotiating window that is uh, almost three days leading into free agency where agents and teams can talk and you just can't have a deal done, but you you can hash one out, right? You can negotiate. (laughs) So none of that existed. So the Bears uh, really wanted to get Peppers, and Peppers is a rare instance of an elite clean medical, no off-field baggage player reaching free agency. Like, you don't see a guy who is on the trajectory to reach the Hall of Fame just getting out on the open market. Like, it, that it's so rare. So, he's out there after eight seasons in Carolina. The Bears... Um, had struggled right finding edge rushers in the draft. They had traded for Adewale Agunlier. He had done his thing. They needed a replacement. So they rented a private jet and Jerry and Lovey and Rod Marinelli. And I believe they took Cliff Stein along with them, flew to North Carolina. And when the clock struck midnight in North Carolina and 11 o'clock here, Cliff's engaging, uh, guy's name was Carl Carey, Julius Pepper's agent, negotiations on the phone. And you know, when you hear about these contract holdouts, it, it took weeks to get a deal done or months or the negotiations, that happens. That's real. It's also real when these deals can be done in minutes. Like if the numbers are where the agent wants them, like that stuff can happen really fast and it happened to happen pretty quickly for them in this instance. But what happened then and what happened now is when an agent says, okay, that sounds good to me. Um, a deal's not done until the players sign the contract. And there's always going to be instances of the agent then calling another team and saying, hey, um, listen, I got, yeah, I got $91 million table. from the Bears. Right, right. Yeah, right. And so Cliff says to Carl Carey after they, uh, do we have an agreement? Are we good on these numbers? All these different parameters in the contract costs. Yeah, this, this is going to work. This is good. Cliff says, well, it just so happens we're, we're here, you know, in the neighborhood uh, of Julius's house, and we've got a private jet. When when he's ready, we'd love to take him back to Chicago. But the first thing we need to do is we need to get his signature on the contract. We just want to, you know, tie everything up and and put a bow on it and and all that. Oh yeah, that's great. So you know, then they find themselves in Julius Pepper's house in in, in the middle of the night. <clears throat> but a. Perfectly legal, you know. It's oh, not like sure, they, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Be so, aggressive. Be so, aggressive. Great stuff, yeah. Brad. Well, and you had to. 
Yeah, Appreciate those it, guys. days. Have a great day. All right, buddy. That is our guy, Brad Biggs. He's the football man for the Chicago Tribune. We'll talk to him tomorrow and get his pick on the Super Bowl. So don't worry. We'll get Biggsy's thoughts on the big game as well. But that's great stuff. That's really a lot of fun. Uh, just investigating, putting together how they got to the team and what the other options were and and now you got your Hall of Fame announcement tonight. Should we call be. that a uh, Big J journalism. There you go, Big J. 312-644-6767. We call that Big Z journalism. <laughs> it's Mully and Haw. We got Marshall Harris here on the- Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, I just control what I can control. Uh, I don't is that have hard it. to do or is it learn? Nah, man, man. I've been doing this for 12 years, man, so... It didn't change then, it won't change now. There's nothing I can do about it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, great. Either way, I'm just gonna continue to come in and do my job on a night on a daily basis. Hey, what do you hope happens? Hmm? What do you hope happens? I mean obviously there's teams calling on you. What do you what do you Again, I control what I can control. Whatever jersey I put on, which is Chicago Bulls, that's who I play for now. Mully and Haw, we've got Marshall Harris here from CBS having a lot of fun this morning. That's the voice of Andre Drummond. And today is uh, today's the day. If you don't get traded by two o'clock this afternoon, then guess what? Here in Chicago, guess what? You're not getting traded. So uh, we'll get into it a little bit. A lot of people want to talk, and we're going to get to your calls right now. But if you are interested in, t- I'd love to have the answer to this question, Bulls fans. If this team is the same. After 2 p.m. today, are you going to be disappointed? Are you going to be pleased? Are you going to go out and see them win and cheer loudly and hope for anything good going on, playing-wise? Or are you feeling like, no, no, this is not the right idea? 312-644-6767. We'll start with Ron is on the west side. Hey, Ron. How you guys doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. So, all righty. 
So I'm going to keep it on football since that's what we were t- uh, you guys were talking about okay. until just now. All right, so you forgot about uh, Fred Warner, who's only 27 and was is a three-time first-team All-Pro so far. Yep, there so you I go. I, he, I, he said Fred, I said Fred Warner. I, I did say that. We came back and we included him. You're right. Oh, wow. Zach is on the Odyssey app. Hey, Zach. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. Um, I'm out here in the D.C. suburbs, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm listening to all the everybody drooling over Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. and I, I, I want them to, to trade up to get him because for the Bears, I don't want him. You know, I'm a longtime Bears fan. I went to games with my grandfather when I was six years old. I don't want Caleb. I want them to, you know, I know Poles won't do this because, you know, he doesn't do smart things all the time. I want them to, you know, take Harrison, trade down, and then draft J.J. and have J.J. be the, you know, the heir apparent to Fields. See what Fields can do with Waldron because Waldron, you know, saved Geno Smith's career. So I, I don't understand why, like, this being enamored with Caleb Williams and there's all these other options that can make the team just so much better than just drafting – one guy. So, you know, interested in your thoughts. I, I I have to say this. When people talk about Waldron, quote-unquote, saving Geno Smith's career, it's not like Geno Smith took the Seahawks far or really anywhere, right? So, like, well, I mean. I, yeah, yeah, you're saying, well, how good is Geno Smith, right? I'm asking how good is Justin Fields? Because here's my thing. Here's my thing. You can make Justin Fields better. I don't think he's hit his ceiling. I'm right. with that. Okay. I think he could go somewhere else and thrive probably. Or thrive under a new offensive coordinator here in Chicago. But my question about Justin Fields now is the same question I had about Justin Fields two years ago. And that is, can he process quick enough and get rid of the ball quickly enough to make a difference, to be elite? Elite quarterbacks get rid of the ball quickly and they don't take bad sacks. Now, I'm not saying his offensive line is, is perfect. But I don't know that I believe that he can get rid of the ball quick enough. I think he can make the throws. I think he's dynamic with the dual threat possibilities. But can he get rid of the ball quick enough? I I, I just haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it, Molly? Uh, no. I I mean, here's the thing. I, and listen, I I mean, it's so frustrating to talk about because people get so mad at you. I'm open minded. Um, I, I think that I think that Justin Fields, I don't know where you're going with Justin Fields. Period. End of story. Well, you're going to the I bank think, after this season. Well, that that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know that that you've seen enough. I I listen. Could you bring him back for another year and then deal with the quarterback issue in the off season or in the in, you know next year's draft? Okay. I mean, so you're going to get what a couple of Three, depending on how far you move in the draft, you could get a lot of picks, and you could get a king's a boatload, and more this year than ever. Um, you know, I, and I don't know. Are you telling me that if they actually do their due diligence, they would know that that uh, C.J. Stroud should have been the pick over um, uh, over uh, Carolina taking uh, Bryce uh, Young? Young. Um, I would hope. That would be the case. I would hope they would do it that way, but do we do we know? I, in other words, I, I think that 
there's a lot of information that I would need before I made a pick at the number one overall position. I think it's Caleb Williams. I think that's the guy. And if I had that pick, I would use it on him. If if I decide it's Jaden Daniels, would I try to move down a little bit? If I thought there was there is a report out there. You want to hear something stupid. And I, I know I, I teased some calls on the Bulls, and I want to get your thoughts, so we're getting to the phone lines. But there's a report out there. Um, and, again, there's reports everywhere, and I forget where this one came from, but I read this and I kind of chuckled to myself. Bears give the number one overall pick to uh, the Chargers for uh, Justin Herbert. So they get the quarterback, they get a guy who's already played in the league, and then Jim uh, can either, he can either, uh, Jim Harbaugh can either trade that pick down, get his, get all the picks the Bears could have gotten, and uh, and then he picks up his quarterback from Michigan along with whatever else he can get. They have the quarterback. Here's here's the thing. It's the, that if you have you the quarterback, you don't get rid of the quarterback. Thing. It's not going to happen. It's just like uh, it, it Brad is, was just talking about with Julius Peppers. Like you don't let it, somebody of that talent caliber exactly. get loose in free agency. Exactly. What are we talking about? It, if you have a, a competent, above average, Pro Bowl level quarterback or above, you keep that guy and build around him. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do. That's exactly what you do. So I, I think. I think it's time for the Bears to make a decision. And I think, frankly, that, uh, that Jay Glazer is right, that the benefits of having controlled money spent at that position through the rookie contract means that you're going to have more of an ability to build up, bring in things, and be able to compete. So remember, not only do you get the quarterback with the first pick in the draft, you also – would trade Justin Fields and get some things back for him. Let's say, you know, that uh, that, that uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. is wrong and you can't get a first-round pick. You'd get a second-round pick plus, and that would be a lot to, to actually have. All right, we're going to stick to your calls. We'll be back with them. 312-644-6767. It's trade deadline day. It is uh, – 7.40 right now on the score. Well, it's almost 7.41. Now you've done it. Now I'm going to have to keep giving updates as time passes. The point is they got to get a deal done if they're going to get one done by 2 o'clock. Would you rather them not get anything done? Are you going to be mad if everybody is back, if it's the same team at 2.15 that it is at 7.41? 312-644-6767. Marshall Harris is with us. Yep, yep. David's out today. It's Mully and Haw on the score. The biggest player of interest that, that the Bulls will have is Alex Caruso because the fact that he's on a multiple-year deal, team-friendly contract in a lot of ways, that he's going to garner a lot of interest from contenders. But DeMar DeRozan is the player. They, they have him on an expiring deal this year. They've talked about an extension, have not been able to get a deal done. Will there be a contender before Thursday that tries to go get DeMar DeRozan? I think the Bulls are going to be open for those calls. We'll see if a deal happens. But DeMar DeRozan in his future, either he's going to get traded at this deadline or they're going to look into the summer 
and you either talk about a new contract or DeMar DeRozan could walk for nothing. Those are all the scenarios that play for the Bulls. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David, with a rare day off. And Marshall Harris is kind enough to join us this morning. And we're having a lot of fun. That is the voice of Sham Sharania now with The Athletic. And uh, and he's talking about um, potential deals and what you might want to do and what could do. Uh, we haven't heard a lot of Damar actually getting traded but we have heard some rumors um, that the the Bulls could. I mean, Alex Caruso, obviously a very popular player. Uh, reportedly, they're asking quite a bit for him. Andre Drummond might be a guy that's traded. I I have not I have not heard a ton of rumors regarding uh, Demar Derozan. You know why? Because there aren't any. Because he's not going anywhere. There you go. And that's unfortunate. And that's kind of our question this morning. One of the questions we had is, how will you feel if they don't make any moves? What if they don't make any moves? If we contemplated the idea that they like their team, and even with uh, with Zach Levine uh, getting the voluntary surgery, there, um, there aren't big moves for them to make, whether it be add someone or get rid of a contract or deal with the idea that a guy could be on his way out and maybe you try to get something before he goes. I'm going through two different feelings. Yeah. The first will be feigned shock versus unsurprised. One is much more simple. The other is much more dramatic for uh, entertainment purposes. So let's go with feigned shock. That's what I, that's what, that's the feeling I'll have when they don't make any moves because again, Arturs Carter Sovas has kind of told us what it is. Right. And he's told us what it's going to be. And he hasn't lied yet. No. He said, I, I want to bring back Nikola Vucevic, and I, I believe he wants to bring back DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. So if they can't get a deal done by the end of the season, I guess they'll just get it done after the season. Uh, I don't know how many suitors there will be trying to give DeMar DeRozan a big multi-year contract. I feel like they bid against themselves That's- last offseason when it came to Nikola Vucevic, and I feel like they'll be doing more of the same. But if the goal is to win an NBA championship, Mm -hmm. is there anything about this team that says they can win the NBA championship? I mean, they they probably think that, you know, they got an improving player in Kobe. Yes. Made a breakthrough. Patrick Williams could be an improving player when he comes back. They could hit play in time. And, and have a feeling that they're going to be the Miami Heat. I think the idea, maybe we're in the play-in, but we're going to get in and we're going to win games and we're going to be in the finals, and then we won't have enough. That I think they would love that. Let me ask you a question. Do I believe that's possible? No, no, that's oh, not the question. I already okay, know the sorry. answer. I'm not going to ask you a rhetorical question. Thank you. Uh, at this time, I reserve the right to ask rhetorical questions in the future. <laughs> yes. How right. badly, how badly... Did it hurt Bulls fans for the Bulls to lose to the Heat in a game that they were winning with under two minutes to play in the play-in tournament and then watch that team go all the way to the NBA Finals? I say that because you know our church is looking at it like, well, they made that run. That could have been us. Correct? Um. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, honestly – 
what we're talking about here is that they're living in some kind of fantasy land, don't you think? That, that That's the fear, that they think that what they saw a couple years ago is suddenly going to be what comes to They're fruition. taking Kevin Garnett's anything as possible to the extreme right now. Because <laughs> look, anything is possible. Just like we always talk about any given Sunday in an Oliver Stone Sure. Willie Beeman kind of way. That was a great movie. I enjoyed that movie. I, I enjoyed it as well. I, and, and I thought that movie with Adam Sandler uh, that Garnett was in, I thought Garnett was excellent in that movie. Did you see that one? The Stolen the uh, Gems? Is that- yeah, the gambling movie. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I couldn't handle that movie. It made me a nervous wreck, watching a nervous because wreck. Because it was intense. Because he was, like, so throwing his life away, and you're kind of like, well, this is not going to end well. But that's, that's, that's Adam and Sandler doing a good job in a, a more dramatic that, role. That was a very good – and if you're looking to um, – if you're looking to – if you feel that art is about, about wrestling with emotion, making someone think, that's fine. I just needed more escapism than being – Walking out of that movie like, oh, yeah. I was well, like well, a nervous wreck. Well, that 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 same feeling, that's yes. what Bulls fans are feeling today as they wake up wondering what's going to happen to their once beloved franchise. Let's uh, bring in Rick. Rick is in Munster, and he's got a thought on the Bulls. Hey, guys. It's uh, nice to hear uh, Eminem in the morning. I love Eminem's, Molly and Marshall. Hey, Appreciate listen, that. Um, listen, the uh, – you know, the Bulls, Molly, you asked if uh, I would be mad if the Bulls didn't yep. do anything. I mean, I'm a long-suffering Bulls fan from way back in the day, the start of the, the organization. At this point, it's not anger. It's just apathy. Um, I'm in northwest Indiana. I'm ready to turn my fandom towards the Pacers downstate. Um, Eversley is invisible. Uh, Karnaschovitz is half-hearted. I would just, you know, I, I told your screener – you know, I hate to feel like I'm longing for Gar Pax when wow. these guys have done nothing. And it's like, look, pick a lane. Either I, I just the aspiration to be 500 and competing for the play-in. That's at, that. This is the Chicago Bulls. I don't want any part of that. And I've I've kind of had it with that. With what they gave up for Vooch, you cannot let. DeRozan walk away. If you get a bag of balls for Drummond, do it. If you can get anything for Caruso, do it. Uh, I love oh, okay, it. Okay. Well done, Rick. I'll say this. The A word Hold is bad. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to be right back, and we'll hear what Marshall thinks. Oh, my goodness. Anything is possible, uh, including a bag of balls. Oh, wow. It's Molly and Haw with Marshall Harris this morning on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.